Salutations, Scoob Believer. Do you have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start or even what to do? Where can I gather information quickly about what's in my zone of genius? Don't worry, Scoob Believers. I got you covered. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt and check out an amazing set of AI prompts that will give you ideas, information, and articles to help you get across that start line. Once again, go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Believer. Hello there, Scoob Believer. Hey, if you're anything like me, I am just so tired of going from screen to screen to screen trying to figure out my analytics for all of my social medias and trying to figure out where I can put any and all my energies to get as much reach as I can. Well, I think I've finally found the solution. Elementary analytics. That's right. Elementary analytics. Now at a single press of a button, I can see all my social media analytics from Google to Twitter to Facebook, all my important information all on one screen, all on one screen. Can you believe it? And if you really needed to, you could print charts for any possible meetings you might have. If you want to learn more about this amazing program, go to tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial with no credit card needed. That's tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial. Try it right now and see what it can do for you. Hi, this is Johnny Liang from Braid. I'm the director of talent, and I'm happy to be on Undiscovered Entrepreneur, episode number 32. Welcome to the Undiscovered Entrepreneur podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoobalievers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! Hello, Scoobalever, and welcome to another amazing episode of The Undiscovered Entrepreneur with me, DJ Scoob. <laughs> Coming at you on today's amazing episode of Undiscovered Entrepreneur. So today, I'm actually talking to Johnny. Now, Johnny has a brand new social media that he's been putting together, him and two other people, Mike and Jeff, which we'll go over in the podcast. And it's amazing. You're going to get some great information on how to start a product from idea to actual working product and kind of some steps to take when you're looking things over like that and trying to do something for yourself as far as possibly a SaaS product or any product like that that you'd like to try to put together for yourself in your entrepreneur adventure. So without too much talk here, I'm going to go right into it. So let's see and talk to Johnny. Salutations, Scoop Believers, and we are here again with another amazing brand new entrepreneur. Today, we're here with Johnny. Hey, Johnny, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. I really appreciate it. 
Absolutely. It's such a pleasure to have you on The Undiscovered Entrepreneur. Now, I have a really kind of semi-serious question to ask you. Okay, Johnny? Absolutely. Go ahead. Shoot when you're ready. All right. Are you a school believer? I am a huge school believer. Do you know why? Because I've already put myself in the top three of true school believers. Just remember that. Top three. Top three school believers. Woohoo! All right. Thank you so much, Johnny. I really appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So if you could do me a favor and just tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've actually been doing your entrepreneur adventure and a little more about what your entrepreneur adventure actually is. So we've been we've been moving and shaking for a year. And Braid is reimagined media interviews in the age of TikTok and Instagram. Create content on your time. You post live. You don't go live. So you create a collaborative thread with a small group of people based on the topic of conversation that you'd like to move ahead with. And you can share those individual clips out to all of your social channels, obviously. And you can scale the amount of guests and the content that you have from the visual. And, you know, it's mixed media. So you can share it all out into the social media realm. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, uh, the the days of TikTok and the the short form content that we're all starting to put out. I literally just started a TikTok maybe a couple of weeks ago. So I'm still trying to figure that part out yet. I don't know. I'm old. What are you going to say? But it's good to have something that you can actually make in a short amount of time and be able to distribute it out and get some feedback back from that content for other people to kind of digest and see if you're actually doing it right, right seeing if you're actually getting people to respond to what you're doing. And maybe they can tell you a little bit about, you know, what you really like to put out there. Yep. And what we try to stick by, and I think it'll be a hitting point with a lot of content creators is that it's short form with long form value, right? Instead of trying to compile all of this content into, let's just say a 30 second clip, of course, we have multiple clips that curate a story that allow you to kind of share the content and the topic that you're discussing. Um, for example, if we take a podcast episode, maybe you had additional questions with that guest or guest where you can do an after pod afterthought is kind of one of the ideas that our podcasters came up with. So we look to keep the conversation going. After pod. I like that. I'm writing that down. Absolutely. <laughs> Always a good thing when you're writing things down from our conversation. Oh, right? yeah. that You're going to see me like look down every once in a while. Like, oh, that was good. I got to put that down. Yeah. So that's good stuff. looking forward to diving into that a little bit. But before we do, I'd really like to know what actually made you start this business, start Braid. I mean, it's such a novel idea. I mean, where did you come up with this and why did you start it? So it actually came from the pandemic where our CEO, Mike, was in charge of creating a 15-minute YouTube video of interviewing the executives, the clients, as well as some of the team members. And to curate the storyline about their SaaS or software company, right? And to post it to YouTube and on their website. And then to him, a lot of the content um, visually was difficult to consume as well as from the Audible side, of course, right? So he thought to himself, well, what if you can create it asynchronously or on your own time, as I usually say, to add as a collaborative thread so you never really have to worry about specific connection or network connectivity issues, right? Because it does take a lot of time to record these types of pieces of content. And that's where the idea stems from. Well, wow, that's amazing. And it's it's nice that you're able to, uh, the way he really put it together was he asked people what they wanted. 
and then kind of incorporated his own kind of thought process into it to make a product. And that's a really good way to do things. That way you get everybody kind of already has an idea of what you're working on. It's kind of like working in public and building a public, asking other people, other people watching what you're doing. So that's amazing. And I, from what I've seen so far and the videos that I've seen, it's a fantastic product that anybody can use, uh, especially content creators like us. Yeah. And I don't want to leave it as just like podcasters because I feel like content creators is moving in that realm or podcasters, of course, you know, to affirm everything when we went to the podcast movement in August in Dallas, Texas was there's a heavy push for visual content, right? Super heavy push for it. Basically, any of the meetings I was in was if you're a podcaster and you don't have a visual component, highly look into having a visual component. And it further reaffirmed of, and it further affirmed for us that we were coming up with the product available to the public at no particular cost, right? So when we were going through booths uh, for different companies that were pitching, you know, their product to podcasters for the visual component, you're looking at several hundreds of dollars, dollars or thousands of dollars. Yeah, and especially one man shows like me. Money is a really big issue. I mean, a lot of us aren't even making money yet. We're just doing this as a passion project. I mean, eventually we will, but when we're counting dollars like that, it can make a really big difference as us going with the company or not going with the company. So, and I'm really glad, I'm glad you put this content out and this uh, product out. And I'm definitely going to take a really close look at it when we're done here. Okay. Cannot wait. Cannot wait to, again, to get that feedback from you. We have over, uh, over 200 beta testers in there who have helped build it from April when we have when we had a tech debt product. So it was kind of like a 1990 Toyota Camry where you kind of just put pieces together. Um, you have your early creators and beta testers try it out. You know it's not going to be functioning that well. You spend about three months really focusing on the product at that point in time with a big refactor that we had right after, you know, after we had gotten back from the podcast movement conference in August. So lastly was in the beginning of October, we had this nice borderline MVP product that we are gearing up ready to launch in the next few weeks. And we're excited about. If anybody's listening right now, I want you to t- clip that out and figure out that that's actually a good way to build any kind of product where you test it out first, get some people in there that you can trust get their feedback and just make a better and better product till you get a a smallest viable product out there where people can openly look at it. So that's some great steps there, uh, Johnny. Thank you very much for that. Absolutely. I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of communication. I think that's the biggest thing. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So kind of another subject here, if you don't mind. Uh, what are some of the problems or pitfalls you've had up to this point that you've encountered while building uh, Braid? So when you basically build a company, not just the technology, right? You want to put it under the correct LLC, you hire people, and you, you know you want to pay individuals, of course. There was a big refactor, like I said, but we need to basically do that refactor under the correct LLC at that point in time, which is actually fairly large and also fairly expensive from the back-end side. From the operation side, remember, we're also building a product where, you know, we're looking to possibly get some investment down the line if that's the case. So you actually don't have to do it in the state. You don't get to do it in the state that you live in, but you're going to be, you know, allocating the, that area out on the east side of town or the east side of the United States. But the biggest thing is the the refactor obviously took a lot of time to put under that LLC. You have to work with lawyers to get everything corrected, of course, just because we want to make sure our liability is protected. So that was the biggest issue. Okay, can you do me a favor and explain the refactor? What 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 does that mean and how did that come about? 
Oh, so it's cleaning up a lot of the backend stuff, of course, to kind of clean up how the technology functions from the coding side, making sure that everything is exactly where it needs to be under the correct LLC to work with the lawyers to make sure that we tie in all of our loose ends because we're about to submit things into the Apple and Google review process, right? So when we go live, no stone is unturned. We're ready to go. We can focus on the product, bugs, and features and organically growing our audience at that point. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I just want to make sure in case anybody wasn't sure what refactor actually meant, I got a definition for him. So, because yes. to be honest with you, I didn't know what a refactor was. So I figured if I didn't, there's probably somebody else that didn't know what it yeah, was either. It's, so. it's one word that involves a lot of different moving parts and a lot of long nights and constant communication at all times of the evening, late into the evening sometimes. But we've gotten past that point. It was a big, big transition for us because we had to basically re-onboard um, our current beta testers. If you, you know, As you can imagine, at that point, it was 150. Since the refactor, we've got about 50 or 60 additional beta testers. So balancing that all out, obviously, does take a lot of work for, um, for a small team. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Some great information for anybody that wants to figure out how to do refactors. So that's fantastic. So... As you go along your entrepreneurial adventure and everything that you've been doing so far, have you had any like influences or anybody that you looked up to that helped you keep moving forward or any kind of people you looked up to? Yeah. I mean, Mike and Jeff have been in the tech space for about 15 years, basically since they graduated college. So I come from the insurance financial services side of the world, right? Mike was actually a client of mine who approached me because he liked the way I walked through the entire process from that industry. So it was an easy transition for my part. But of course, I look up to Mike and Jeff solely because they have tons, over 15 years of experience building 15 to 20 different apps between the two of them. Some successes, some not, of course. But you, you, as you know, you learn a lot as you gain that experience because you're never going to have the best time doing it. And if you're always having a smooth transition from one step to the next, I, I don't see that as being a successful product because you have to learn, you have to pivot when those items come up, which pretty much happens every couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so like if it's easy and you're going along, everything's running really smoothly, you're not working hard enough. I mean, it's really what it down to. There's, you're not pushing the envelope. You're not pushing your boundaries to make it you know, a better product. That's just what I feel too. I, I'm always trying new things, all different things, all kind of scary things because I don't know how this is going to work. And as long as you're overcoming those obstacles, you know you're doing something right. If, but if it's going too smooth, I'm like, oh, everything's smooth. Saying I don't have any problems. You're not really doing a really good job. I mean, you really want to push the envelope when it comes to things like that. And I think it comes with experience, too, because in the back of your mind, you kind of know and you're kind of waiting for something to pop up, um, whether it be small or large, of course. Um, but I think it just comes with the experience. Can you, I didn't, uh, can you tell me who Mike and Jeff are? I mean, you've mentioned it a couple of yep. times. And do you know, do you know their last names? I don't know. Yes. Mike Abramowitz. Do you want me to spell that out for you? Uh, yeah. So it's M-I-K-E. Last name is A-B-R-A-M-O-W-I-T-Z. Abramowitz. And Jeff? And then it's Jeff is the CTO. So Mike's the CEO. Jeff is the CTO. And his last name is Rohala. R-O-H-A-L-L-A. Okay. What is CTO? Just so I know. Chief technology officer. So he's okay. really been pivotal in building out the entire back end side of the system, right? When we go live. 
Fantastic. Okay. I just want to make sure I got that information in case anybody asked. No, I appreciate you asking. It was pretty, you know, it was pretty open-ended when I was mentioning their first <laughs> name. Like, I should probably give a little bit of a background information for these guys because they deserve a lot of credit, of course, number one, because when you're, when you have a startup, it's always, it's always a nice thing to have your developers and tech guys in-house that you can communicate with right away when it comes to features and bugs and items like that. Right. Need to know who to go to. We don't outsource. We don't outsource to India, Portugal, Brazil. Uh, so that obviously is, is keeping us lean. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So as things are going along and you're, you're really making a lot of strides up to this point and you've only been doing this for about a year. I'd like to know, when will you know you've made it? When will you think you've made it to that final position where you want to see? This is exactly where I was hoping to be. This is exactly where I want to be right now. What does that look like to you? I don't think we will. I, I don't, you know, we, we have a general idea, right? It's like, hey, we want to get to this point. We have to get to this point. We have to get to this point. But it reminds me of when Mike Abramowitz, the CEO, and I were meeting with creators face-to-face here in Chicago, driving through Inglewood, and really trying to focus on, hey, we have to stay in the moment because, you know what? This is our pride and joy, this product. We have to make sure that our creators find value in it. So we really try to focus on the, the day in and the day out kind of stuff. Because if we focus on the goal too far ahead, then you won't really get to enjoy the journey, as you can imagine, for this 12-month span that we've been working, right? And it was almost like yesterday. I had picked up Mike for our first meeting with one of our local creators who has been pivotal for building this product. And just a friendly reminder, I think between the two of us is, hey, enjoy the now because things are gonna get faster. They're gonna move faster and faster where you know, we're gonna have a good laugh back at the times where we were driving in the middle of winter to you know, 20 miles south side of Chicago just to, just to get a foot in the door with creators. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do, right? <laughs> No, that's good. That's it's nice to see that kind of drive uh, in any kind of person. Um, yeah, when it comes to you know knowing that you've made it, sometimes people say, "Oh, when I you know I make this amount of money or I have this type of product that's making this kind of money." A lot of creators don't even have goals like that anymore because, like you said, you know it's got to be in the day and the time and the moment. Um, and then you're moving and you're shifting that goalpost as you're going along. You want, okay, we've made it to this point. Now let's get here. Now we've made it to this point. Let's get there. We really don't think we'd ever made it because sometimes if you've made it, it kind of means the journey's over. And mm-hmm. I really, I, do, I don't want my journey to ever be over. I want to do that. I want to just keep moving along things and helping as many people as I can. And that's basically how it, how it boils down for me too. I love that. Yep. You got to stick in the moment because you know what? That moment will be gone before you know it. Um, maybe because I have two very young children and it helps to slow things down a little bit, but when it's work time, it's go time. And, and luckily my wife knows that I, I would have to make some family sacrifices, of course, to um, make sure that we keep pushing in our journey. Right. It's only been a year, but you know, it seems like it was yesterday. Boy, don't I know. I just had my first year anniversary of the podcast. So I'm, I'm feeling that as well. <laughs> I was I listened to that episode too, and it was great to hear kind of you be the guest on that one where you're getting asked the questions and sharing your story and how it started, why you started, of course, and, and where you want to go with it, but of course enjoying these conversations, right? Live together synchronously. 
Exactly. And that was a blast to do. I love being able to do that for anybody. All right. So here's an interesting question for you. If you're just walking along, you run into somebody that wants to have the same or similar entrepreneur adventure as you that wants to start a SaaS company like you're talking about now. What advice would you give and what steps would you have them take to be able to start this? I actually just had a meeting with a young like young man who was referred to me because he was seeking out some advice, you know, because I'm living in it right now. And he's he's just starting his journey at a very young age. And, you know, he started talking about and we're talking about tech, right? He started, you know, said, give me a story. Act like uh, we're about to catch an Uber. I'm about to leave. You got two minutes. Let's have this conversation. Tell me your story. And he starts pitching me on the product, right? And the features. And then I stopped him about 30 seconds. And I said, you've, you've missed the point, but this is where we learn. Tell me the story. Why? I don't care about the features. I could care less about them, to be honest with you. Tell me a story of why you're building this product. And, you know, that was kind of a big mind shift for him because he was so amped up about all these features that his tech would have. But, you know, you got to have the story to be able to apply to every conversation you have so that people can relate to you and you can show them value. Exactly. Everybody wants to hear about that hero's journey and, and how to take that hero's journey with your product and what changes it's going to make in their lives. What benefits will it have to benefit what they're actually doing? Johnny, tell, do, me, do me a favor. Tell me your story. As an individual? Well, as, I'd like, if you, like the, the young man, uh, you're, he was giving you an elevator pitch? Yep. Give me a story of, of your product. So, of Braid, correct? Yeah. So the media interview industry, right, or content specific to that has never been changed, has never been disrupted. Well, how can we scale that to not only showcase it's a valuable tool for a creator, but also a place of discovery? How do we connect the dots? So we've reimagined these media interviews as a collaborative thread where you create content on your own time. Jesse Blount obviously posts a topic of conversation. He records his first take. Let's just say it's a 20 to 30 second individual recording. He shares that out to the guests that he has invited, one, two, or three guests. Think of it like a digital talk show where you basically can go about your day and those guests on your show, on your braid, can create that content alongside of you. So those individual clips that the four of you are creating together are what is called a braid. And you can share out the full braid or individual clips from that. So while we're having this podcast interview, you could have additional braids going on with other guests based on the content that you're curating. And you can share that out. Good, good. Very good. That was awesome. Now I know exactly what you're making and how it's going to work. So that's How's the story? Tell yeah. me how the story was. It's <laughs> a good story. I could see because I could see myself doing that. That's one of what you want to do is have that picture or story of what's happening in front of them, like I could see myself using that product. And that's what you really want. You want that person to envision them actually using that product, how they're going to use their product, what they're going to use it for. So yeah, that was a that was a perfect story. I've I've done this like 500 to 800, somewhere between five and 800 times. I've lost track at that point, but it only gets better each time and you break it down so it's tighter. So you Basically, if you're waiting on an Uber and you have one or two minutes that, that you got to get that story in. And I just wanted to make sure that you 
basically got that concept, right? That picture in your head of how it can be valuable for Jesse Blum. There you go. That's the way to do it. Thank you very much for that, Johnny. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. So this is like one of my favorite questions. I love asking this question, but I know I've asked you a lot of questions right now, but what is the one question you wish I would have asked you but didn't? I always miss one really good question. Do you have uh, something like that maybe? Yeah. What kind of content do I like to consume, right? I feel like we're all a part of social media these days, no matter if you're younger you know, or my parents' age. Which is probably closer to me. Ah, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of content do you like to ingest there, Johnny? What kind of content do you like? I love current events, true crime. Um, Let's see, sports, of course. You know, it all kind of plays under current events. News and politics are always something that I've kind of grown into um, in my mid-30s. And, um, of course, I have two young children, and it's going to be bunny videos and, and funny, you know, short pieces of content that, are no different than if it's Paw Patrol toys being recorded and posted to YouTube and they get 50 million views. It's absolutely insane. So I have quite the eclectic <laughs> taste when it comes to content, not not within my control all the time. That's good. Yeah. And, you know, you learn from it too. All the different types of content that you're absorbing. And I'm sure it's somewhere in the back of your head, even subconsciously, it's like, how can I get this to work for my company or something like that? I mean, that's what I always think about too when I'm watching content is what can I learn from this? Even though if it's funky, if it's two little bunnies going across the screen for my kid to watch, can I use that somehow, some way, shape or form? You never know. You never know where you can get, you know, ideas for different types of content. Exactly. Like what's your intro? Like, can you capture my, my attention in the first, what, seven to like nine seconds or something like that? What are you going to say or what kind of music are you going to have to draw the audience in? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So here's one of my favorite things to do here now that we've talked a little bit. In the next six months, what are your goals for you and your company in the next six months? So we look to, obviously, once we get into, you know, live in the app stores, of course, right, it's going to be constant weekly bug fixes, as well as feature updates, improving the product, right? That's kind of the long story and the short story that we always consistently consistently want to focus on. But of course, we look to build a great network of content creators and podcasters, right? Again, like I said, it falls under the content creation realm to be able to, to be able to showcase and hopefully get that monetization with advertising networks. So we've, you know, discussed how we want to focus on that going ahead. But of course, as we soft launch into the app store in the next week or two, you know, that's our short and long-term, let's just say six month goal, of course, to be able to build out a great network with an aggregate audience of all creators to be able to showcase enough. And, and, you know, it's a word very familiar to you is monetization. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're still working on that on my end, but it's definitely something that's always in the back of my head when I'm, you know, creating pretty much anything. But that's why we're creating the space. If we can be another space for monetization and, you know, our early creators and beta testers find value in it, why wouldn't this work moving ahead? Because you're going to invite guests onto your break to discuss things. Of course, you know, each individual visual component can allow you to do different things when it comes to monetization. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So 
So getting bug fixes done, I'm trying to kind of narrow down what what you just told me. So like getting bug fixes done for the next six months and, and what other one Features thing? Features an update. Features yeah. an update, right? Right. All right. So what I'd like to do with you in about six months, I'd like to follow up with you. Yeah, let's get it. See where you are in your entrepreneur adventure. See if you've reached those goals, which I'm sure you will, because it sounds like it's something that's always in progress. Yeah. We're just keeping our, uh, what's the term? Keeping our heads in the clouds and our hands in the dirt. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, and we'll see how things go, okay? Absolutely. I appreciate the time and I look forward to our next conversation. All right. So uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to give you some time. This is your time to shine, Johnny. I want you to give me the rundown. How do people get a hold of you? What's your company? You know, a quick little blurb about your company. And that kind of thing. Okay, ready, set, go. Yeah. If you're looking to create content as a collaborative thread and build out a network of individuals who will also help kind of create your network right within Braid and be able to share those stories out, you can follow me at Johnny Braid. We're also at Made on Braid on Instagram, right? So Johnny Braid and Made on Braid, Made on Braid on Twitter. Uh, LinkedIn, you could just find us under Braid. It's a Braid logo with nice aesthetic colors to it. And then um, just feel free to reach out, of course, at my email at johnny at braidit.com. That's johnny at B-R-A-I-D-I-T.com. All right, Johnny, thank you so much for being on The Undiscovered Entrepreneur. I really appreciate you being here. All right, Scoob Believers, stay tuned for the wrap-up, okay? Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. believer that was johnny oh boy that was such an amazing episode to listen to and follow through and figure out how we can actually start our own type of entrepreneur adventure and kind of products that we can put together and steps that we can take to actually have that done so after the interview me and johnny sat down and had a great conversation about his product braid and he decided to make me part of his beta group but at the time of this recording the Braid Company is now live, so you can go into your app store, download Braid. Braid actually has a great presence of quick form, kind of like TikToks and that kind of thing, but able to answer and talk with each other back and forth, answer questions, ask questions, things like that. It's a you got to give it a try. You just got to give it a try. Download Braid, and if you want, after downloading Braid. If you go into the search and look for how I will use this platform, you'll actually find a braid of me. You could follow me there. And maybe we can talk about how we can actually use a platform like this. So, Johnny, thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Jeff, for putting this together. And we're going to see where this goes for you when we follow up with you in six months. Okay, now, uh, a little bit about me and what I've been doing lately. I've been getting really deep into coaching, which I'm really excited about. Um, I actually have two working clients right now. I am doing those for free, but I'm really excited just to do it to see what I could do to accomplish to help these other people. And then maybe we'll talk about money a little bit later. But if you would like to get coached by me, you could actually find my Twitter. See, everything I do is Twitter. You can find it at Do It Today Coach. And uh, that should actually pull up my coaching Twitter page. Uh, I'm still working on a website right now, or if you want to just email me and talk to me a little bit about that way, we're really taking a, <laughs> this is kind of my smallest viable product at this point is just doing it through email. So, um, 
doing it today coaching at gmail.com. Uh, but I'm always up to make appointments. What I'll do for anybody that's listening to this and is a scoop believer and tells me they're a scoop believer, I will give you a two hour free coaching. This is a $500 gift basically to anybody that wants to take advantage of this uh, free coaching for me. We'll talk uh, for two hours. Well, we'll see what we need to do to get you past that start line. That's the most important thing is to get you started. So please, if you want to take advantage of that, email me, find me on my Twitter, do it today, coach, anywhere like that where you can get a hold of me, do it and I will help you. So just a little update about how the podcast itself is actually doing. We've actually reached some really good platforms lately. If you go into good pods, Undiscovered Entrepreneur is actually in the top five in all business careers and entrepreneurship. So a lot of great things happening for us as school believers and getting our words out of how to help people start their businesses. I'm really excited to be a part of this and to have you all along with me on this journey. So a little bit more about personal, about what's going on. Uh, it's getting towards the winter season. A lot of people celebrate the seasons right now, Christmas and, and the end of the year and that kind of thing. And I do too, don't get me wrong, but it also shows kind of a turn of the tourist season not here where I'm at. So things are really starting to kind of slow down a little bit for the end of the tourist season. So we're going to be making adjustments, trying to make sure things stay on track. Uh, money's going to start getting tight again like it did last time. Um, but we're going to get through this. So I'm I'm really hoping that uh, I could really get things going here as far as a podcast goes and that kind of thing and kind of keep my spirits up. Right now, I'm actually trying to find a way to kind of put a really short podcast out between the the weeks that I'm not podcasting, I guess you could say, what I would like to do, if anybody's interested, is if you could go onto my website. On the right-hand side, it says leave a voicemail on a little black button. Leave me a question, a question you would like answered about your entrepreneur adventure. And I would like to answer that question and take those uh, little segments of questions and stick them in between each episode. So it'd be like a week of the regular stuff, a week of a quick question and then a week of regular stuff and then a quick question just so we can get some more help out there as much as you can. If you could do that for me, I would really super appreciate it. So if you want to get a hold of me for anything, you could always reach out to me on my Twitter at djscoob2021. If anybody's interested in my TikTok, boy, I can't believe I'm doing this. Okay, so if anybody wants to get a hold of me in my TikTok or wants to see what I have going on there, uh, same place, uh, djscoob2021. Uh, if you want to take a look at my Facebook, I got some stuff going on there about my podcast, if that's kind of the way you want to do things. Uh, I am Scoob <laughs> is the way I do that. My Instagram is also djscoob2021. And if you want to help me continue on helping other people with their entrepreneur adventure, I'd really appreciate it if you go into my website, uepodcast.net, go into Become a Contributor, and find a way to pay possibly... Join my Patreon or just donate a couple of dollars. I don't care if it's 50 cents, whatever, to help me along and keep things going here and helping other entrepreneurs get across that start line. All right, school believers, thank you for another great episode. Tune in for that in two weeks. All right, everybody, thank you. Have a great day. <laughs>
to listen to another brand new entrepreneur. And remember, I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. De nada. De nada. You're welcome. Here we go. Gracias a Dios. De nada adios. All right. Perdón. Perdón. That's parted. Sounds very similar. Perdón, Juan. Pardon, Juan. All right. Gracias, Juan. De nada, Luis. Lo siento. Lo sientos. Hmm. Oh, that was sorry. Oh, good. I got it right. I wasn't sure. Lo sientos. Pardon. Perdón. Here we go. Sí, gracias. Sí, gracias. Yes. Thank you. Sí, lo siento. Sí. Sí. Lo, lo. siento. Siento. All right. Por favor, no. Por favor, no. No, thank you. Please, no. Oh, okay. No, gracias. No, gracias. Si, there's a picture of a bottle of water. Agua. Agua, por favor. Here we go. No, lo siento. No, lo siento. Si, por favor, gracias. De nada. Si, por favor. Si, por favor. Por favor, no. Please, no. Here we go. All right, we did it. As a worker of two full-time jobs, running a podcast and coaching, every minute counts in my day-to-day. It's hard to be consistent in any of my social medias. And at this point, I cannot hire a social media manager. Pinnacle AI to the rescue! I've been using Pinnacle AI for a couple of weeks now and seen big improvements in my outreach and consistency in all my social medias. Do you want to save time and increase your productivity too? Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI for more information. Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.